Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Kevin. He's Lincoln. And we are coming to you on June 11th, morning of the Impossible Games. Lincoln and I are still trying to figure out the schedule of the Impossible mm-hmm. Games. By the time you listen to it, the meet will be over. But that's where that's where Lincoln and mine heads are at right now, currently. Yeah, with the the name Impossible, uh, that extends beyond just the the thought of holding a meet during a pandemic. It also is it's impossible to peg down exactly when the schedule is. <laughs> It's impossible to know what hijinks are going to be actually employed during the race. So <clears throat> excited to watch track and field, but there are, are still some things to be to be nailed down today. This is like our own personal pre-show before the Impossible Games, because by the time people hear it, they might be listening to it during the Impossible Games, after the Impossible Games, but we have not seen it yet. So we do not know the results, unlike Renault Lavillani, who's already competed and has finished. Um, so I've already written, actually, because I'm writing the recaps. So I don't want to spoil anything mm-hmm. here, Lincoln. I've already written my La Villainy has already completed portion of of the recap. So I appreciate yeah. I don't know how high he went. I don't know how he went. I'm assuming he didn't break the world record, because otherwise that would have leaked out at some point. Probably. Uh, if not, they kept it they kept the ending very good secret, like the you know the ending of Breaking Bad. Like there was just zero spoilers at all. But I I just want to tip my hat to the the great French pole vaulter who will compete today, even though he competed on Tuesday. Yeah, that's a new one. I didn't realize that was going to happen when I wrote my preview. That was a surprise. Um, I wonder. I I have to think his height was at least somewhat respectable because he got on i don't know whose twitter page it was maybe it was world athletics and talking about he was going to have a drink during or while Mm -hmm. he watches mondo compete today was that a drink to to drown his sorrows because he only cleared five four or something like that (laughs) or was it a drink knowing haha you know, I jumped 603 or something and it's going to be tough to top. I, I don't know. I do know in my research from uh, uh, writing the Impossible Games preview that LaVillainy hasn't cleared six meters outdoors since 2015. So mm-hmm. for him to do it at his home base would be quite the surprise. So I have to imagine it's somewhere between five, 580 and 5'9 if uh, is what LaVillainy cleared. If... I mean, if Lavillany wins, is he the first person in track and field history to win a competition of which he did not participate on the day of the competition? I would have to think so. Um, I mean, previously that's only Kipchoge's territory where he can the 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 meet it, the result is confirmed before the actual competition. That's a little slightly different yeah. than what we have here, but yeah, I I. Uh, was it technical reasons they couldn't figure this out? They couldn't do it at the same time? I mean, that's kind of the fun of it. Or was it just he was feeling good on, on Tuesday and decided to go ahead and jump? We, who knows? We, we'll never know. Right. And if it's an actual competition, you need to see what the other person clears in order to know what you're going to do. The whole strategic element is gone. It's funny. We went from, oh, awesome. There's going to be a track meet. Oh, but they're going to be in different places. Oh, they're going to be on different days of the week and they're competing against <laughs> each other. Okay. They're yeah. bending all of the rules of space. To, yeah. Oh, the villainy is actually on Earth too, and this never yeah. really happened. This is all figment <laughs> of my imagination. Matthew McConaughey is commentating this pole vault competition. Wait, what is going yeah. on here? Just yeah, I know so many levels to it. Um, again, I I appreciate it though. Embrace the weird, as I think you put in your in your preview. We have some news though about upcoming meets. So why not? Yeah. Let's just jump into them first. We could talk about the Inspiration Games, which Gordon and I spoke about briefly on Tuesday, probably before his internet got really bad, when it went from just (laughs) sort of bad to borderline unusable. At that point, there were only three athletes named, and it was for that women's 150. Now, this is another remote competition, and you have three teams here. You have the, the North America team, you have the world team, and then you have the Europe team. Uh, mm. Although I see there's a team, I think, from Netherlands who is not in Europe, but they've been relegated to world. So who knows? And we knew that Milowebo, mm. Felix, and Kumbunji would be racing remotely in the 150. But now we have some other we have some other names. We have Dalila Muhammad in the 300 hurdles, everybody's new favorite hurdle event. Yep. And we have Noah Lyles in the 200, and Andre de Grasse, Jimmy Vico, and Omar McLeod 
in the hundred yard. Wow, throwback! I love it. I uh, that is a matchup I didn't know I needed. McLeod, who I think is a sub, has broken ten. He's broken. Yeah, 10. I was gonna say he's a sub ten guy in the. And I think he was getting tired, dating back to last year, of having those hurdles in his way. So going to try for the flat race. Uh, I would I say like DeGrasse is, is the massive favorite here. But, you know, Jimmy Vcal, who knows? He might be, he might be ready to go for this. Uh, you know, I, that's, a, that's a matchup I didn't know I need. A hurdle star versus a, a pure sprinter. And then a, uh, a classic world championship and Olympic finalist who's kind of just like one of those guys, V cows, just like, Oh, he got sixth. Okay. That's yeah. kind of, that's well, kind he of runs, what he's known for. Yeah. He runs nine ninety two or nine eighty eight in June and then gets sixth yeah. at the world championships. Yeah. That's the typical season <laughs> and Imperial measurements. You get that mm. throughout the metric system with this one, the anti-metric sprint race what's the you know maybe they're going after a record here maybe that's the whole goal to yeah, rewrite the record book in 20, 2020 yeah i was going to see if i can can i look up the all the the 100 yard world record do we have that i oh i'm sure we do uh, i don't I'm sure that's accessible 100 yards here we go here we go 918 and baby mm. does that date all the way back to 1974 Guess what city that was set in? Oh, wait, that was what wind year? assisted. Oh, wait, 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 wind, wind assisted. So a lot of these times are, I guess we're counting on all-time athletics. We're counting wind assisted marks. I'm not sure why. Anyways, 1974 set by Reggie Jones, 918 set in Austin, Texas, June 7th, oh, wow. 1974. Now, as far as non-wind assisted marks, I'm having a little little trouble. It's you surprising know, account- that it... It's just, it's yeah. just hold on. It's just surprising though that there would be a wind-assisted mark in Austin. I'm just <laughs> receiving word that every sprint ever in the history of the fair city where we reside is is wind-aided. You and yeah. I could go out there. You raced yeah. Olivia two years ago in a 50 meter yeah. dash after the conclusion of the NCAA indoor championship outdoor championships, and the results. I mean, the the results stood. She destroyed you, but the times. Did not stand because it was wind assisted. So we cannot list yeah. that as your 50 meter PB. It's tough because I really wanted to, to relive that. Uh, certainly again. Um, with <laughs> manual timing, I just want to throw this out. Manual timing in 1969, famously, John Carlos has the, he's yeah. tied with the record, nine flat with a plus seven wind. Where so, is that? Uh, that was in San Jose. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I was I say, in Austin, Indian, Texas, on top of a yeah. mountain. Is that where? <laughs> so John Carlos, famous for obviously his uh, protest at the 1968 Olympics, but also for somehow finding a plus seven win to run at a hundred yard dash. That's crazy. Usually, you see those win readings in in Florida at Claremont, but that are high, but not seven. Now yeah. Austin, we get yeah. some fives every every now and then, but mm-hmm. seven. Wow. Yeah. So a hundred a yeah. hundred yards is ninety one point four four meters for those of uh, you scoring at home. I'm looking up what the if people have a conversion here. So hundred yard to hundred meter conversion. Um, well, mousesplit.com has a calculator. Mm-hmm. What's uh I, what's the grass's what's the grass's uh what's his hundred pr? Well, let's just say he's in. Let's just say he's in 995 shape, right? Let's just say 995 okay. shape. Yeah. Let's just say what a 995 comes out to. So that would get him a, well, 9.1. Doesn't have Ooh. a third, doesn't have an extra digit there. So right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it. DeGrasse, yeah, DeGrasse's 100 PB is from Doha in the, I think the final 990. So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had a lot, but he has. Speaking of wind, he's had a lot of fast wind aided times too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, nine ninety gets you a nine point zero five hundred yard according to this calculator. Nine. So, oh wow! Uh, so what did you say the record for, was? Nine point one. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, but that's with the, these are all conditions. Is Reggie Jones nineteen seventy four nine point one eight with a plus four point six win, uh, the fastest ever in route. Which I have to think Usain Bolt would have smashed this, and it yes. just wasn't recorded. 
<laughs> but according to allathletics.com, the fastest ever en route to 100 meters is Carl Lewis, his 9.12 uh, in Tokyo in 1991. That is probably, like I said, an inaccurate stat because I'm pretty sure uh, Usain Bolt would have would have smashed that at some point. Yeah, unless Bolt really kicked hard those last 8.66 meters, and that's where he made up the the difference. Which we know Bolt's famous for kicking the last five meters or so. What I'm gathering from this is that anything under 9.10 is is the target. That's where you want to go. Now, where is... Mm -hmm. Is the grass in Florida? Is he in Europe? I I don't remember. He switched coaches. I'm not sure what... That's a good point. Um, he's on Team North America, but I, yeah, he's—I think he's in Florida. He okay? I, well, no, because he was with Reina. Is he with Reina Ryder or whatever the that coach's that's, name is? That's uh, what I thought. Yeah, and Jamili yeah. is training with Jamili. Um, yeah. Which yeah. Anyways, he could be in Florida, talk- or Europe. You know, we haven't we haven't figured it out. Well, I'm just saying, if he's in Florida, we know the winds there, right? Get yeah, you, yeah. Get yourself yeah. to. A windy track, so he would remotely be competing against Vico and Omar McLeod. I think some of these people are going to be competing at the same track. Oh, is okay. yeah, I think McLeod's McLeod might be in that group too. I think McLeod he's, might be in that. He's group with as well. he switched coaches last year, and I think he's with Raina Ryder as well. So okay, yeah. so th- so there you go. That that could be pretty exciting to see. Yeah, two two yeah. people on the same track. Lyles in Florida, as we know, maybe the same track, different time. He's running this two hundred against. Alex Wilson and a TBA entrant from the world team. So if you're okay. if you reside in the world and you run 200, call World Athletics. Call the Zurich people. Yes. Um, who's our Turkish sprinter? Who's the guy we're you're always joking about? Ramo Guliev. Yeah, I mean, I can only hope it's Guliev. That's that's I mm. I will have to hold out hope for it being Ramo Guliev. Um, I would okay, read Alex the Wilson. Heck out of it. I was just saying, yeah. I would read the heck out of a 10,000-word profile about what Ramo Guliev did during the pandemic because I guarantee <laughs> it's, not what, it's, not, it's not what any of us think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's a, he's a mystery character. I, 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 I would love to see him here. Excited to see No Lyles, obviously, and uh, Dalila oh, yeah. Muhammad. I mean, this one's loaded with star power. So good on them for getting Muhammad and Felix out in California and Miller Weibo and No Lyles in Florida. It's going to be going to be really, really exciting. He Lyles ran a one fifty time trial, and he put it on. He put the time on Instagram, but I think he put it on the story. So I don't know if I and okay. I didn't take a screenshot of it. So I don't know if I can get the time. So <laughs> Dude, no, just, oh, I know that was that's the story of track and right now. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's lost forever. Yeah, it, I, yeah. There was a, it was a fourteen something I think, which mm. doesn't really you know that's right where you that's where right where you think you would be right. Yeah. So the year of the the year of the three hundred hurdles though continues because I know it's we're like home we're. In the impossible games and now Muhammad. Yep. What's do you want to do some more Googling? What's the women? Do you know off the top of your head what's the women's 300 meter hurdle record? I would have no idea. Um, let's see if I can. If I got the 300, I got the 300 meters, and mm-hmm. I'd have to look. I'd have to look. I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking if I would be even can even find the 300 meter. I mean, it's not, it's like such a niche event that it's not even available on track websites to. <laughs> You, you Google it and Quora comes back. It's like the first yeah. hit is like Quora being people asking questions in a forum. It doesn't even exist on a legitimate track and field uh, yeah. website of like their results. What is the fastest someone has run 300 meter hurdle record? Um, just... I think she'll get it. I'm going to go out on a limb yeah. though and say she's going to get it in this, I... uh, in, in this race. Now, she's in LA. That's where her home base is. And we know Felix is going to compete at the Mount Sac track. So maybe we'll see Muhammad on that same track, or maybe she'll just do it from, from her regular training base. But I'm excited to see the Mount, tra- Mount Sac track. I'm yeah. just excited to see what, it, see what it looks like, see people run on it. Because remember, in what seems like several, several years ago, there were supposed to be Decades an Olympic ago. trials yeah. at Mount Sac, and then it got taken away and given to Eugene. Yeah, and it was like, and now, they, it no, was published. now both the tracks are built, and there's no meat. 
it was like published that the Mount Sac track was struggling to get construction completed. And then like immediately they were just like, all right, take it away from them. That's there. They're, <laughs> yeah. You're having trouble. Eugene, Eugene's building a new stadium. They're going to have it. Mount Sac was like, what? We just like, that was just one construction delay. What's going on here? I was, yeah. you know, so. Had your chance. Now Sorry. it's the host of the inspiration games. Can't wait. One of seven hosts one for of, the inspiration yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 30 athletes, seven stadiums, seven countries, three continents. Mm -hmm. I think that's what the 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 buzzword is. So three continents. So North America, Europe. What's the third continent? Because I don't see anybody uh, in here from. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Is it is it, is it a T is it a TBD continent here that we're gonna get? We don't know who it is. TBD is it Asia? <laughs> is it Africa? We don't know. Well, the so the events that are listed are 150, 300 hurdles, three by one hundred. <laughs> Why not? Which is look if you can find a if you can find a three by one hundred meter record <laughs> listed somewhere. You might be on the dark web somewhere. Yeah. You might yeah. want to turn around and go in another direction because you've gotten to a dead end of the internet. If you can find it. Has that ever been run meter. before? I've never heard that <laughs> being run before. <laughs> no, no. It can't. It can't. Women's pole vault, Morris versus Stefaniti and TBA. That's cool. Yeah. hundred yards, we mentioned, DeGrasse, McLeod, Vico. 200, Lyles, Wilson, and TBA. And the triple jump, this triple jump is amazing. Craddock. Yeah. Pedro Pablo Pichardo, Triple P, and Christian Taylor. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it and, says and Christian Taylor fourth, on the the world team for some reason. Is he listed as on the world team? Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, You're I right. know he they just they really wanted in, to get. Yeah. Oh, he lives in Europe. Is it, I think. Is it, yeah. Is it, it's where you're at at that exact moment. That's I, I what guess. team you're on. And then a fourth men's discipline TBA. I, they need a distance event in here. I'm going to say it. I would hope they need. They need a distance event. Maybe they run back the Ingebrigtsen versus the two Cherry. Mile. They're the 2K, I mean. Yeah. 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 Or maybe they do like a conventional 7 by 800 meter relay, something like that. Of course, you know, who hasn't been jockeying for a 7 by 800? It's just. You know what I've wondered? The... I've always uh -huh. wondered who's the fastest 1700 meter runner in the world? It's, and now it's... we can figure that out. It's one of it's up there with the creation of the universe as far as great mysteries in the world. It's like who I, truthfully I, can run that extra that extra two hundred meters if you're fifteen hundred meter or you know a hundred and uh, or what would that be ninety one meters if you're a miler? It's mm -hmm. a, it's a great mystery. They should try that distance. I want or maybe just a fifteen hundred, but it starts in the middle of the curve and ends. Mm, so starting else. at different points, ends, yeah. Ends it ends out of the stadium somewhere. Mm. You just after the third lap, you run through the tunnel yep. until someone tells you to stop. You actually don't know where the finish line is. Let's go or for how it. How about like it's, the I'd be uh, by that. like the cruel coaches who would like you would be at you start a rep and you don't know how long it's going to be. He doesn't tell you. Maybe we can yeah. start a race with everyone and we it could be a hundred meters and it could be a 10k we just have no idea you just go until you until you're told to stop let's start doing that did you ever oh, did want to oh what's up i was did you ever have a coach that did that no no we didn't even he didn't even do the like i'm not going to tell you how how many reps are in this no i i no nope i've, I've only i never heard knew legends of this yeah well bobby kersey does it and i never mm -hmm. heard about that being a thing until someone told me Bobby Kersey would do it. He would just say, run a 400 and then they'd run a 400 and then run a 200. So you never knew how long the workout was. And uh, that's why I guess Allison Felix, really, I, I said, yeah. that's probably why Allison Felix is so good. Heard a lot of stories about her workouts too. We have never really seen, I don't think, have we seen like a full Allison Felix session before? Apparently her work ethic is just no. insane. That's that's I, what I've heard. Which that makes you could be sense. like, wow, she's, yeah. Well, it, it makes sense because you're like, wow, she's so fast, she's so good, she's been good for so long. But then you're like, Usain Bolt goes out of his way to tell people how hard he does not train for things, yeah. and how how frequently he's you know wanting to skip sessions. So it's not it's not universal, but I, I think Felix is just like amongst even elite athletes. Apparently, again, this is what I've heard. It's just it's off the charts. The competitive mm -hmm. the uh, the uh, 
the, the, the work ethic and the competitiveness. Well, I think the intimidation factor of those legends works both ways. Cause if you're running against bolt, it's like, he's, we don't even think he's in that great a shape and he's still like whipping our butts. <laughs> and then with Felix, it's just like, you know, she's gone through the ringer already in, in training and has been fit for like going on two decades. So that's, it's a, yeah. I don't know. It works. It works both ways. I did want to highlight. I I think I found the 300 meter hurdles women's world record, 3816. Split for Muhammad's world record. I'm sure it's I don't faster. know if it was yeah. the the Des Moines one because you could see even the segments. There was one where they were they were comparing her and McLaughlin, so you could see, you know, exactly where the lead came because sometimes it's hard to tell with with, with a stagger. So we could do some math and figure that out. But 38-13 is the target. Okay, what about the three by one hundred meter world record? Were you able to chase like that I down? Like I said, my I, I I typed that out just a moment ago, and it started a countdown. Said your computer will self implode in ten, yeah. nine, eight. So I had to I had to x out of that really quick. I actually did. I just googled it. I found it. Did you know when it was set? Like eighteen ninety four. I mean, I don't know when would well, they have ever run that. It's it's. I, I got it right here. Nineteen seventy five at the Sunrise Drive Field Day. It was a sixth grade group uh, from Mrs. Smith's class that has the, the, the world record here. <laughs> Fully automatic timing, I assume. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Popsicles were had by all after as well, too. They ran, they, the exchanges were clean. Carl Lewis yeah. approved handoffs and all these things. Yeah. I, I hope that the three by 100 starts at the normal spot and just ends coming off of the curve. I hope that's where they do it. That's fascinating. Just, yeah, just bring it in that you got to people coming across the line at different, it appears like different times and it's, you've got to like measure where everyone finished. Yes. This one, I, I just, we couldn't get four athletes. I mean, was that, was that too much to ask? We couldn't just do a four by one. I know we're trying to mix things up, but we couldn't just. Maybe I think a two, even a two by two feels more relevant because it would yeah, be fun I to just, just have that time because then at least, okay, these two people combined to run a 400 this fast. You'd get some cool yeah. number yeah, and 300 meters, I don't know, 300 time. They're just not, they're not useful at all. Nope. Would you be in favor of just getting rid of 300s for everything? Like even in reps, like your coach isn't even allowed to assign a 300. I know we only did. I, I was confused the one time in my running career where we did. 300s because it was like i mean we just never done it before obviously twos yeah. and fours and so i know it's the, the the somewhat off distances are a frequent rep we did 600s a lot and mm -hmm. uh you see some people in training do 500s i mean you can really mm. do do anything you want about the only distance we didn't do was hundreds uh but yeah, I, I I don't understand the the, the three hundred gets way more credit than it deserves. It it hasn't done it hasn't <laughs> done the work as the four hundred to get all this respect. I know the three hundred meter hurdles was an event in in high school, but I don't ever remember like being like it having is, still is. reverence for like a three hundred meter hurdle in high school. It wasn't where the superstars yeah. went. If you were good, you were in the hundred or the two. And it, it, you know, it was kind of like the sprinters didn't want to do it. It was like almost a distance event just because people, you know, in high school are so bad technically at the hurdles. And, uh, I don't remember anyone running that well. And so it's weird to see it right now making a comeback in this, uh, it's definitely a winner of, during the track and field lockdown, the 300 and 300 meter hurdles. Yeah. That in the pole vault, it would, there was just such a large yeah. gulf between, and this is true with any event that has a technical element. But with the 300 hurdles, you combine the technical element with the endurance needed to do it. Yeah. There was just such yeah. a wide range for the people who the people who were good, and then the people who were just okay was it was yeah. massive because I remember seeing some really good people do it, and they would just 
you know, win they'd win hurdle races by six, seven seconds or something. It was yeah, just, is yeah. preposterous, and then everyone yeah. else is just struggling to to make it across the line to keep the form together. Right. I right. when you, you you brought up six hundred, it made me think. Did you, when you ran six hundreds, did you think of a six hundred as a a long four hundred or a short two hundred or a short yeah, eight hundred? How'd yeah. you get through it? Uh, definitely a long a long four hundred. Yeah, that's funny mm-hmm. how you have to mentally think of it like that. I always. I always got through the first 200 and it was like gliding and you were kind of like, oh, I only have 400 meters to go. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not too bad. So 600 reps because, you know, they, it, it was good because you kind of mentally say it's a long 400, but you kind of run them like they're an 800 rep. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it was never too bad. I, now that I think about it, the one good thing about a 300 was, if you were, if you had in your mind, okay, I'm going to pick it up every hundred, which I think everybody instinctively does, especially at the lower levels of track and field. It's a lot easier to go like, I'm going to turn this thing up twice as opposed to the 400 when it's like, I'm going to turn it up three times. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just, you, you, you watch a, a movie and some, you know, it's fast and furious and they're shifting gears. And it's like, <laughs> and like that, that, la- that last shift is always like, it's three shifts, right? It's never like mm-hmm. the fourth one. That's just way, that's like way too much. So I feel like, you know, you're starting at 300, you're starting where the 300 hurdles start. You're starting on that nice, that, that back stretch. You're not starting on a yeah. curve and you can accelerate there. And then you accelerate off the curve coming home and it's a clean it feels like a short 400. It doesn't feel to me as a distance runner. I never felt like a long 200. Whereas trying to like accelerate every hundred and a 400, sometimes you could get out, get out ahead of yourself a bit in that's mm. my defense of the 300 as a, as a, as a practice distance. I just know it was weird. It was hard not to in, in work in the one workout we did in college. That was a 300. It was hard not to like immediately just bust it from the line because we were so, uh, at least mm-hmm. us non non fifteen hundred meter runners were not used to starting from that point in the track. So that starting with a straightaway was a was a foreign experience, and it it kind of yeah. always everybody wanted to try to get the inside lane, and so that would people would jump extremely aggressively mm-hmm. uh, into uh, into the start. But I and that's not going to be a problem, obviously, for the three hundred meter hurdles. But it's uh it's interesting i don't know i guess that the soft records is why they're they're chasing these times to try to get a a world record which of course will be called a world best and we'll get back into the old fun of track and field well that's not a world record that's a world best because it's not recognized but all that fun can't wait for it so that meet in zurich the inspiration games i don't know if you can call it a meet i'm not sure the inspiration clash that's july 9th there's also been announced that there's going to be a Norway versus Sweden dual meet that's going to take place in July. And then when the actual head-to-head competition in the same venue starts, that's going to kick off in August with Monaco. And now we have more information about which events will take place there. They released that information yesterday and the plan right now is the women's about events. We're getting excited about events without knowing who is who is going to. I like. I like it. Women's one hundred, men's two hundred, women's four hundred, men's eight, women's thousand, men's fifteen, women's and men's five thousand, men's steeple, women's high jump, women's triple jump, and of course men's pole vault. We're going to see 60 men's pole vault competitions this year. It's just, we're, we're going to the well with Mondo. Save us, save us, Mondo. Yeah. I no kidding. I mean, he, he, uh, he got everyone excited about the pole vault and now they're almost going to overdo it. He's going to be like, guys, I, I can't do this anymore. I thought I wanted the pole vault to be more exciting, but this is, this is ridiculous. People are counting on me to be the next Usain Bull. Um, yeah, I think it's funny that there's going to be a 5K and a steeplechase at the two 5,000. Yeah, uh, it's that after they were whatever last year cut. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty ironic that they're bringing those back. But I guess if they're bringing 300s and 100 yards back, might as well bring real events, real uh, races back. Do we have any athletes confirmed for this? I'm trying to no. 
I did not find okay. anything yesterday. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Cause got it. Yeah. They, they just said the events. I mean, maybe they've said that privately and they're trying to get athletes together, but I would guess it's going to be quite difficult to get fields together, full fields together. Women's thousand yeah. is the only re- you know real non-traditional distance here. So this looks like a regular Monaco diamond league. When you, when you look at just the amount of events on paper, it mm-hmm. looks like a legitimate, a legitimate meet. Yeah. Uh, do we feel like there's going to be a bunch of Americans? It's hard to tell at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think no one's yeah. certain about if they're going to be able to travel. I mean, I think you can, I know you can take a flight. Mm-hmm. I don't know internationally, but you can take a flight anywhere in the United States right now. Uh, well, Ma- Mondo just smart flew to Sweden. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Mondo yeah. just flew to Sweden to drive to Norway. Now he couldn't go with his poles because they didn't have enough. Nick Sicardi wrote a good article about this. They, there weren't that many flights, so none of the flights could take his poles. So for the impossible games, he's using poles that he left in France from the indoor season where he broke the wow. world record. He's, how yeah, much he's not money did those... Pole. How much... It'd be interesting to see, maybe it was in the article, but how much money is spent... I don't know if it's directly out of the athlete's pocket or if their sponsor, I'm sure, pays for it. But how much money is spent shipping their poles across the world in a normal year would be a fascinating number to to read. That that's got to be so expensive. Well, if they're under fifty pounds, right? At least on Southwest, they're free. So you just you put them on the scale when you go to check in. Uh, you got to get everybody to move out of the way though, because they're, they're really long. And you say, oh, how how heavy is this? Oh, four pounds? Yeah, it's free. Okay, and then you put it in. The, it's. Now, when you pick them up at the end, though, you got to make sure it's not going to be on the normal baggage carousel. You got to find it on the oversized bin, which some of us who weren't pole vaulters, but we have kids, we learn that later on because car seats, other things like that, that are strangely shaped that we bring for our our children when we fly comes out in that oversized spot. So that's, that's a, that's a, yeah, that, that's a definite wrinkle in terms of traveling. Mm -hmm. If you're on the hundred, you don't need to worry about that. You don't. One pair of spikes will will do you just fine. Yeah, I would. Uh, mm-hmm. I imagine shot putters, though. I mean, they're they've got some pretty heavy implements. Do they just leave those wherever? I'd imagine anywhere you travel, you just like leave a shot put behind just in case you mm-hmm. need to kind of mm-hmm. come back. It's kind of like leaving Ryan a cookie Krauser trail. Has, yeah, Ryan Krauser actually has shots in thirty nine countries, and they're all held I in would. secret spots. Yeah, I would. And cowboy be great, hats and 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 well, they're under. The under, there's a, it's actually the plot of the next Nick, Nick Cage movie after he steals the Declaration of Independence. Nicholas Cage has to find all of 40 of Ryan Krauser's shots that are held strategically throughout the world. It's a thriller. So it's, it's a good movie. Now stick with me here. This plot, it's going to... It's... I did pitch this to Steven Soderbergh at one point. I mean, Steven Soderbergh's yeah. assistant's assistant, but they yeah. they, they were the not world. interested. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I so this will be in the beginning of August. So the NBA will have just started, right? Okay. So they, and the reason I'm bringing up continuously on this show other sports is because I think they are really going to pave the way in terms of what other athletes do in the smaller sports. Baseball is having issues, but that doesn't seem to be completely related to just safety. There's other issues about labor, right? Uh, Baseball is just, I think you can lay it out. Bears is is an owner's problem. They're worried about how much money they're going to make. And uh, there's been some laughable quotes from the owners about, Baseball is not a not a great investment. Owning a baseball team isn't this uh, isn't a a great investment. These owners of teams that are worth billions of dollars. Anyways, that's a that's a topic for another day. But uh, yeah, there's other. Let's get into it. Can, uh, oh, it's just out. No, there yeah. should be. The, yeah. Well, so my point being, my point being, they may not be playing yet, right? So NBA will be, but they'll be in this this bubble. Yeah. individual sports tennis golf i don't know what their status will be you know ufc you already see that happening obviously car racing is still going on but that's a bit different i think i think athletes if they can compete and have some assurance that they're going to be able to get back home afterwards safely and in a timely manner 
without having to do a prolonged quarantine period, I think they will be willing to do it. But I think a lot of them are going to wait, 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 wait until more information comes out. It is, it is crazy. Maybe that's not the right word, but it, it is, it's strange how our attitudes on this virus have changed. And I think it speaks to the, just the mental fatigue of having it around and not being able to do what we normally do. But I, I saw a report today on Twitter from, from a golf reporter. Yes. Golf reporter that I follow one of the, 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 not the PGA tour, but the minor league uh, tour. I think it's called the Corn Ferry Tour, which is a funny name. But anyways, three yesterday, three players and a caddy tested positive for coronavirus. Now, if we go back just three months ago or whatever it was, uh, we had uh, the Utah Jazz player test positive, and that shut down the entire league and basically all sports immediately thereafter. And now we, it's barely making headlines that a, that a, that three golfers and, and a caddy tested positive, and it's not showing any signs of stopping anything. It just shows the differences, I guess. Yeah, and that's what uh, Gordon and I were talking about a couple days ago when he's saying, well, the NCAA says they're going to come back. And and I'm thinking, yeah, well, because they have a plan. They have a plan in place for what's going to happen. Because there's been – football players that have come back on campus that have tested positive and they're not shutting the whole thing down. They just, they yeah. know, they know more now, right? They know more yeah. now uh, than they, than they did before. And also you assume, I don't know the specifics of that case, but if someone tests positive, you assume that they've limited their exposure at least a little bit, right? Like if an NBA player tests positive in the midst of this, uh, shortened season, strange season. Well, at least you know that they didn't go to a concert the night before or weren't playing in a state or weren't surrounded by 20 yeah. reporters right after. So the, the same could be true of, of these golfers. There, even people who uh, are out and about, I think, are taking some level of precaution or at least sure. benefiting from the fact that other people around them are taking precautions, which is limiting the spread. But yeah, nationwide, I mean, uh, well, in a lot of states, including ours, like hospitalizations are at a record high. It's not going away. We're not talking about it as much anymore as we were as we were before for a variety of reasons, I believe, which we don't need to get into here. So I, when you talk about August in Monaco, I think people are going to wait. I don't think anybody's going to make a commitment until they absolutely have to. But then it becomes a cost-benefit yeah. analysis of, okay, yeah. well, I got. Am I going to buy a last-minute flight to go? run in one meet over there, two meets over there. I got to adjust yeah. the time zone. Am I going to be able to find a training base when I'm there? Or am I better off just staying put, maybe running a shortened domestic season? Like Nick Willis mentioned when we had him on the pod. I know you listened to that one because uh, you I listened did. to all the Gordon Kevin I pods. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came from me mostly and you're like, oh, who's this Nick Willis guy? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He got medals. <laughs> but he's saying, I, I've never really run the domestic circuit. So if it comes back, I'll run the US circuit. I'll run these. Yeah pop-up miles that go on throughout the the country why not if we can if we can compete they they can get some stuff together i mean if if the high schoolers can get together a sub four mile attempt right the pros can probably do some yeah yeah so they 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 can find opportunities yeah to race so that's a long way of saying i don't i don't i don't know how well attended they'll be but when you trot out a program like this that has 10 12 events it makes me think that they have some indication that they're going to get yeah of interest people to yeah. compete yeah yeah i would agree i would agree i don't think it's just going to be monaco's finest uh millionaires out there running in a community <laughs> uh steeplechase although i might be interested for a track and field <laughs> would- episode of the replacements but that would be hilarious if eight of the 10 events, they got full participation from the pros, but it was yeah. too late to cancel the other two. So then just, yeah, the, yeah. the steeplechase, like Kinsesla Skip Ruchu really wanted to run and then they had to fill the field. So it's it's like Prince Albert's friends that yeah. are out there. Just kind of <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to bribe the officials to lower the barrier yeah. once Kinsesla's yeah. friends pass. Like, come on, come on, can you lower that down a little bit? Yeah. What's this Sweden Sweden Norway duel? I hadn't actually seen this. What, that, what who's so participating? That, I mean, you're not gonna guess. You're not gonna yeah. be able to ever guess, Lincoln. But Mondo Duplantis is in. Yeah. 
<laughs> and hopefully the Inga Britsons. I, I would assume they're also I mean, that, in. They're carrying track and field right now. Uh, Stahl yeah. is in. I just saw it yeah. get announced uh, this morning. Okay. It, it has the date. I don't think that they had a full complement of athletes competing, but yeah. Mondo's already going to be – I think he's staying there after. Okay. So he's going to stay in in the area and then – come back to Louisiana at some point. I'm not sure when, but this is only three weeks away, right? That's the crazy thing. Right. Meets are being announced three three meets three weeks before they're happening. And we're like, I know. okay, makes sense. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's also shows you the just how quick time has gone. I mean, I know we're in June, but with I keep thinking of July dates as really far off. And then it's just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. a few weeks away. That's weird. It's just it's strange. Dude, we're almost in the like, middle of June. Yeah. We're almost in the middle of June. It's I it's know, fair to call this time we're in right now late early June. Mm-hmm. I know things have gone quick. I saw a tweet the other day. Someone said that they didn't remember a single minute from April, and I kind of felt that way about May. <laughs> to be honest, it's just like, can I recall anything I did in May? And I, it's 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 a- awfully anything difficult. about anything, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, you, what? Yeah, what? Stuff. It's all it's all blending together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Uh, one thing I noticed from your scene, you used to have uh, in your background, you used to have highlighters, I think, on your on your drawers yeah. back there. It seems like they've been removed. What's the what's the story there? I don't know. Ask Katie. I yeah. don't know what happened. Uh, All of a sudden they were gone. I, I liked it. Did you like it? I wanted to put some color in the I, shot. Yeah, I, I I mean I just am noticing it's 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 missing. So I, I was I was worried that you had something you had you had to use all your highlighters for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I had a test, and I really needed yeah. to know where the key terms were. Uh, uh, that was I was paying homage to my 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 former teaching days. I don't know. Maybe she's been doing a lot of not art projects, but the kids have been coloring and doing some things. Oh, that's good. Maybe that's maybe good. that's where they ended up. But I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I think about, it, I don't know. I have up there mm-hmm. now a a a array carved in Belizean ironwood that I got from. Belize, which was like the one trinket I allowed myself to buy. So, a ray, like a like a devil ray, like a like yeah, the, it's like the a fish thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's right. That is right a, there that's a trinket. That's the definition of a trinket. There. Well, yeah, I didn't buy anything else, and the guy, um, you know, you get approached all the time. They can spot tourists a mile away, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, do you want?" And I, I had said no before, but I thought it was cool. I like rays, and uh, I thought the uh, the price was the price was right. I also have my camera up there, which is collecting so much dust. I don't know if yes. you can see the dust on it. Yes. But do you yes. even remember how to use your camera at this point? Where are you at on your camera usage? I I know where it's at. It's in a box up in the in the closet. It's just going going unused for sure. So I'll have to I'll have to I, I become pretty well acquainted with my with my camera, but not not for the last few months for sure. I think you have my battery charger still too, right? Probably. Or wait, no, I was using your battery charger because I lost mine it's, a while ago, and then yeah, now I don't. And have. I don't know what battery chargers have a way of disappearing. I know. Um, mm. I, I, I couldn't tell what? you where mine is. I would hope it's in the same spot as my camera, but I don't know. To keep you sharp, to keep you fresh, what's your first question to an athlete after a meet if it happens again? So say there's a meet next month, Lincoln, you're going out, you're covering it, boom, you got the camera. What are you hitting them with first off the bat? Alf, you know, what have you what, – what shows have you been watching since being at home? <laughs> you know, just real creative, real creative. <laughs> Uh, have you got right, antibody? That, huh? Okay. <laughs> have you had one. COVID? That's a that's an appropriate okay, one. I feel like yeah. that's a, yeah that's that's violating medical privacy rights. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna go with this one. I was gonna go with this one. How was the race? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just to keep it down get, the fairway. Get, yeah, yeah. Get the arm yeah, moving a little bit. Down. Work out the yeah. Work out the uh, the kinks in the mm-hmm. uh, in, in the in the muscle memory and and, and get yourself yeah. going again. And then maybe, yeah, then maybe transition to pandemic, huh? Or something like that. Dot, dot, dot. What have you been up to? You know, why didn't you (laughs) race in a mask? Or maybe try to guilt people? Why are you? How how about this? Did you switch your competitors before? Yeah. How how, how about this one? Do you always debut this late? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. 
yep keep, keep on their toes a little bit so they're like wait yeah. you know and then just do an entire interview where you pretend like you didn't know that any of this has happened yeah. That's what I was wondering. Is it possible? Because I realize when you interview people now, you don't even have to bring it up. You know, we started with what have you been doing during this pandemic or these challenging times? Mm -hmm. Now it's just like, how have you been getting on? And there's you don't need to reference yeah. anything at all. Just like, you know, I think people know what we're talking about at this point. So, yeah, everybody, everybody knows what the what the situation is. There's a common at least people who are plugged in and on the Internet that common language of like, there's no such thing as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it all. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. I know it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to quit the internet. I, I'm going to be honest. It's I'm, you, you read it all. It's you found lot. the three by 100 meter. You found the three by 100 meter record. Yeah. So it's not, it's not so bad much that it's just, it's, it's negative and people have different opinions or whatever. Um, it's just that that's all I've been doing is being, on the internet so i'm trying yeah. to learn how to like live in a normal in reality it's it's uh it's just the stinking phone that's attached to my hand at all times it's just I, I i don't need to check twitter every 40 seconds every time i check it it's not like i just found yeah. out some golden information of which i mean the other day i did find out that brown track was coming back which is like oh that's mm -hmm. valuable but i think i expect that level of like jolting news every time i check twitter and most of the time it's just like you know i don't know jay cutler and Kristen cavallari are trading arguments about their divorce or something uh it's just yeah. it's, it's useless info it's useless you and need so, the cops uh, to come back that's I, I definitely you need do. the cops uh, the, you need MLB to be focused draft. on something like that MLB draft just uh, just happened, so there's that. That was yesterday. Mm. That was a fun re re refrain for me. Okay. Well, I mm -hmm. just think ordinarily, having worked with you the last two summers, I believe you would yeah. be very invested in a in game number fifty-seven yeah. of a hundred nine hundred thousand, whatever how many baseball games there are. <laughs> and now that and now that energy is tough. being directed. Now that energy has been, been directed tough. towards just something else. It's just I know. I know. I realize how how much I I thought I would be okay staying home because I'm kind of a homebody, but no, this is too much even for me. This is yeah. Between you ready to get between back? yeah, Gordon escaping to McDonald's parking lot with dial up <laughs> and uh, doing these Be these Be web <laughs> web streams every day. I'm I've had enough. I'm ready to. To, um, you'd just be surprised to hear this, but I'm ready for this pandemic stuff to be over. But you know what's weird though? Wasn't there a yeah? Th th there was a point when you're like in the beginning, you're like, and you have kids, so you understand. Uh, there's a point in the beginning where like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. And then mm -hmm. a little bit after that, a little bit after that, you settle into, okay, I get the routine. I've figured out how to make this work and to balance all these different parts of my life. And it, it's sort of the same way with like when you first start like training, right? The beginning is super hard and then you settle mm -hmm. in and then you're like, okay, this is doable. I can do this. But then I did not expect the like comeback, the, what are we, three, four months in to then, I feel similarly as you of just like a whole new wave of fatigue with, with mm -hmm. the process after a month ago or six weeks ago, not being okay with it, but being more able to adjust to it. And then now I'm like more stir crazy or whatever the word would be th than ever i think it's missing things that you didn't even realize you missed like going driving to the office and uh you know somewhat of a normal normalcy has returned i feel much less even though you know i wear mask and sometimes gloves going to the supermarket it's i feel much less like like I'm going into a, a war zone than I did the first few months. You know, when you first started going to the grocery store, it's like, I'm risking death by going in yeah, and yeah. I don't feel that anymore. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's part of it because it was almost like a unique challenge. Not that it was a good thing, but now that that part is left. Any level of... Yeah. Of it being that's like the mundane. Yeah, the mundaneness of this boring life is set in. So it's challenging. Yeah. But, uh, I, I got to tell you though, I looked at... Gordon sent out some some plans, potential plans for things that we might do yeah. in the fall, and I got so excited. I've never been so excited mm -hmm. to open a Google Doc from <laughs> Gordon, which you know ordinarily yeah, that can, can go a couple different directions. Yeah, when you're it can. Opening. 
opening file attachments from him. But I called him after to talk about it. And I said, hey, before we even get into this, I just want to express to you how excited I am I just, know. To, just to read this document. Just to think of a, a time when we have sports happening and can cover it yep. safely. Hopefully. I know. I don't know if it'll be 100% safe by the time it rolls around, but I'm hoping we have some stuff uh, to to get us out of the house and to to return life to somewhat levels of normalcy. Um, but don't just just don't send me to Arizona right now. Is all I'm asking. That's uh, seeming well, a little red hot there. Our own state of Texas is not doing well either. No, so, not doing uh, not doing great. Yeah. Not doing great, Bob. Um, I uh, I mean, I just think about being in Doha last fall which is when the world championships were in the fall and yeah. just how that experience seemed so bizarre and out, yeah. out of, it was an out of body experience for me. I'd never been to a world championships. I'd never been to that part of the country. It was extraordinarily hot. It was the, this weird time of year, yeah. but that seems more normal than what we have going on now, that, yeah, which is my I, own I'd personal probably, experience. It wasn't the whole world. I'd probably trade a, you know, like a, like you have to run a marathon every day for a week in the middle of the day in Doha right now to for to what I've got going on right now. I'd probably make that oh. trade if I could make the pandemic go away. And I, I would sit out in that in that famously warm Doha sun and just sweat and be happy with my life that I could go back to somewhat yeah. normal. So it's uh, the things you do to return your life to what it was. Yeah. T took it for granted. You So you're excited for the fall. Too potentially, if it if it happens, you're yes. I mean, you've never been knowing about a cross country season. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, I, I I definitely think that's a, a good way to put it. I, I've come to terms with it. It's not going to be what we thought maybe a couple months ago, where everything's going to be like wrapped up and it's going to be like we're right back to normal. It's the new normal, right? But if it's if it's okay with the people who are going to be involved, cross country, the athletes. I think taking the necessary precautions and, and having cross-country meets will be a, a excellent change of pace for me and for a lot of other people, I mean, especially the, the coaches and athletes who didn't have a, a season from, from March until June. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely ready for it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. You can email us there, flowtrack.org slash flowtrackpodcast to watch the videos, and you can listen to us wherever you find podcasts we got to get prepped now for the impossible games i'm gonna write the <laughs> recap are you gonna be watching it too oh yeah oh of course okay so i can text you like rough drafts of things i'm thinking jokes you can help and, yeah yeah punch yeah, up the yeah. copy okay good, good, good yeah okay well i'm yep, excited yep. to know that this is good uh i guess gordon and i will be back to recap it tomorrow maybe you and i should just i don't know if you're busy tomorrow but I'm just not feeling like oh, yeah, no, super busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Well, I just think if we're, if Timothy Cherry drops a heater today, which he probably will, that deserves right. something better than McDonald's Wi-Fi. <laughs> just, well, we can, we can, we can talk off air, but this is like the first legitimate meet we have to like recap. Yeah. Yeah. We want to make it, yeah. we want to make it uh, solid, but I guess yeah, we'll see TBD on that. Anyway, there'll be a podcast in some form or fashion tomorrow. Thank you to Alon for producing until next time.